Today on the 21st Century Classroom. Some ways it's kind of cool to see how you can be homeschooled, but then in other ways you're like, oh, it's kind of scary because it's, we're staying home because of the virus that's going around and for our safety and other people's safety and everything. So it's mixed feelings, I guess. Mm -hmm. What kind of stuff have you done? Uh, I forget the first thing I did. Oh yeah, I made a slideshow at first. And then I did this coloring project with my sister. And right now I'm making a game on Roblox. And do you think you could do that kind of stuff at school? No. Why? I mean, I could probably do the drawing thing at school, but in our class we don't usually use screens, so. I'm Life Ligeros, and those voices you just heard were my daughter, Isla, who is eight. Actually, she turned eight during the pandemic. And my other daughter, Zoe, she's 10. Today on the 21st Century Classroom, we're going to explore quarantine homeschooling in the age of COVID-19. What are we learning during it? And what are we learning from it? And we're going to do this by talking to my daughters. Well, as I said, it was like scary, but kind of cool to see how you can actually be homeschooled. So, I mean, I like school, like, I like school in homeschool, so I like both of them. So I kind of like both of them the same, but one reason why I don't really like homeschool, like it brings me down a notch, is because like I don't get to see my friends and interact with them, my teachers and everything, so. Why do I feel like I'm about to take a really big test? Anyway, let's start by setting the stage with a little context. My wife and I have been doing homeschooling for about five weeks now. We found out on a Sunday night over dinner that our schools were going to be shut down starting the following day. The next morning we spent the first few hours trying to plan a schedule. Essentially my girls did this. We found an example online and they tweaked it and messed with it. And they put it into a shape that we thought would work. And thus, Super Sister Academy was born. Super Sisters Academy! Here's Zoe to walk you through a typical day. A uh, morning meeting with our family, and we just do a greeting, a sharing, an activity. And then we do morning meeting with our class on Zoom or yeah, something like that. And then we have an academic time for like two hours, I think. Then we have movement time. Uh, <laughs> where we just like move and stuff. We can, like, go outside and stuff. And then we have creative time where we can, like, build, play with Legos, draw, paint, that stuff. Then we have... What do we have after that? Lunch. So the academic time that Zoe mentioned, that's the time when they do the work that's provided by school. Packets from the girls' school materialize pretty darn quickly after the lockdown. And now there's a full-blown curriculum with up to three hours of work per day, which is great, although we did have to adjust our schedule a bit. One thing that it's very important to acknowledge, my wife and I have the privilege of being able to work from home and support our homeschooling pretty directly. That's not a privilege that our system affords all families and caregivers, but we're doing our best 
and we get a lot of feedback from our class of two. How did your week go? Pretty good. I mean, I finished a lot of work and stuff. Yeah, you had a huge, like, whole schedule from your teacher of all the stuff that you had to get done. Mm-hmm. You were able to take care of it? Yep. Do you feel proud of yourself? Or? Mm-hmm. How did you, what was your strategy for getting it all done? Uh, I don't know. I just did it one by one. Super Sisters Academy is rocking. Um, what, what kind of things do you miss about school? School, like seeing everyone and being able to work with other people, like my age and stuff. Mm-hmm. Ah, that brings me to a clear drawback about homeschool, and a worry for a lot of families. Well, I just like miss my friends and my teachers. And, I mean, sure, I can see them on, like, my morning meetings in the morning with them on the computer, but, like, I like, like, interacting with them physically and stuff, but we can't really now. Governor Scott's stay-at-home order and the release of schools means it's incredibly difficult for students to see their friends and teachers. And a lot of us are worried that connecting online alone isn't the same thing at all. At the same time, the change of venue actually works for some students. Well, I like being able to just, like, work with someone, like, without, like, a bunch of other people needing help. Like, the schedules at home is a lot, flex- like, more flexible because, like, you're at home and it's not, like, going to affect, like, everyone else if, like, you switch some things up. So, I like that. Usually when I'm at school, there's, like, a lot of people talking because people need help and everything, and it's kind of just easier for me to understand when I have, like, my parents as teachers for some reason, because, like, they're easily, they, since I just have one sister, like, it's not just like I have a million classmates, I just have one sister, and they go off on us so they can help us for more longer. Hmm. I'm telling you, we are learning new things every day here at Super Sisters Academy. Costs and opportunities. Costs and opportunities. Is it hard to stay on task at home? Yeah, sometimes. What What do you find, like, the most distracting? Uh, when I was singing. <laughs> what else? Um, just, like, sounds and stuff. Now, a lot of the work Isla and Zoe do is either on a computer or a tablet, so it's obvious that they're going to be gaining some tech skills. But what surprised me is the range of tech skills that they're gaining. How to work a slideshow. Because we don't usually don't like get to that kind of stuff. And how to make a good game on Roblox, which we don't get to do in school. And I use my email a lot more now. Because, like, no one can, like, talk to me to my face, so, yeah. Roblox is a game Zoe started playing when the quarantine began. She plays online with other kids, something we never used to let her do, but she's totally into it now. Plus, she's also using it to learn some rudimentary coding and game building. And I confess, I have some mixed feelings about that. Same with the email situation. It's cool that they can stay connected to their friends, but on the other hand, email's complicated, right? It can be distracting or can cause drama. We aren't even planning on giving Isla email access yet. She's in the second grade, but now she's got it. On the other hand, the two of them are learning to navigate email with us by their sides. 
Would they have gotten that in a traditional school setting? Anyway, some of these tools are actually really useful for learning things that can supplement the regular classroom. This is a game that your teacher asked you to play? Yeah, it's a math game. And you just started it today? Yeah, and now I really like it. Um, so I've kind of decorated it. It's like I have a garden at my house. It's like a normal, like, just part of the game. So there's like, I put three trees on each side. Well, one ha- side has two with, a, with, they both have gaps, but one side has two because I didn't have any more trees left to put. Um, and then there's like flowers in the middle of the gaps. I honestly like the side with three trees more better. And you just, it gave you a certain number of each thing to put in there? I put a picnic table right in front of where the, right in front of the rows of trees that have three, not just two, like the one I like better, I said. And then it, there's, and then it has violet flowers on the top of it, like the vase of flowers, just no vase. That's cool. Yeah, it's basically. What does this have to do with math? Well, you do like, it's kind of like the other math games on some dog. Like, you do some stuff and then you get to, like, do some fun. Like, you do some math problems, then I get to enter the math, the garden. Oh. Ah, the math garden. One thing I've learned after a few weeks of my kids playing these online games is that they're almost all incentivized in a very similar way. They have a garden or a house or something that they get to decorate. And when they do well, they earn points and prizes, and then they get to put these things in their place. I never knew this before, but apparently kids really love to decorate, and it's super motivating for them. So it motivates them to do whatever procedural skill and content learning they're supposed to be doing. You do, like, all kinds of math. You do, like, coin math, subtraction, really, and shapes, and all that kind of math. Like, so there's not, like, a math kind of math you pick. So maybe students and teachers alike will come out of this whole thing with more technology skills. And maybe that will help with the flexibility and individualization that seem to be some of the things students are getting out of homeschooling that are harder to do in school. You think school should just be the same? Well, I mean, I think some things should be different, but... Like what? Like, more outside time and stuff, because, like we're inside like all the time so what about are there other things that you work on at home that you just don't do at school like certain type of projects or well yeah we don't really like do projects and then like have a goal and everything and that's one of my favorite parts of the day so i kind of like that like what kind of projects Give, give examples of things you've done during homeschooling um my birthday was a couple days ago, and I got um, um, a big Lego house, and, I, and my goal was to finish it in 10 days, but I didn't. I finished it in less, and I'm proud of that, and that was, like, a project for me. I've also done, like, a slideshow. What was the slideshow about? I really like bunnies, so it's about bunnies. <laughs> Here's what it sounded like when Isla shared her first project with both sets of grandparents on a Zoom call. <laughs> I made a slideshow about bunnies and then about Bunnyland. Bunnyland. Does anyone have any feedback? Like things I could do next time better? 
My hope is that all the conversations around this pandemic homeschooling education that are related to the importance of relationships come back to students missing and appreciating the friends and teachers and the community that schools provide. Maybe as we reprioritize that, we could put that in the center of things, right alongside the acknowledgement of the glaring inequities that the pandemic has revealed and magnified. But even on the home front, thinking about how this will impact my household and my kids' relationship to learning, I really have no idea for the long term. I'd like to think that they'll have more of a growth mindset in the future. I'd love to think that they'll let us in more in terms of helping them think about their approach to learning and schoolwork. But it's quite possible we'll just fall back on our old patterns and routines, if and when things get back to quote-unquote normal. At Super Sister Academy, we begin the day with morning meeting. Just a quick check-in to plan the day, do some troubleshooting, say hello. The girls' school begins the day the same way. And I asked Zoe whether morning meeting at home was something that we might want to think about keeping once everything gets back to quote-unquote normal. Yeah, I like it. Should we keep doing it after you start going back to school? No. We'd have <laughs> no time. Oh, yeah. Because we're always late anyway, so. Okay, you know, we're not putting that on the on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, well, it's yet to be seen whether my promptness will improve once I get to start going places in the world again. I'm not putting any pressure on myself. At the moment, I'm just taking it day to day, which hopefully you are too. Yeah, like, forgive yourself and just try to be nice to yourself too because this isn't just about being nice to yourself. It's all, I mean, being nice to other people. It's also being nice to yourself. Awesome. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. Bye-bye! The 21st Century Classroom is the podcast of the Tarrant Institute for Innovative Education at the University of Vermont. This episode was produced by Life Lagaros and Audrey Homan. Thank you to Zoe and Isla Lagaros. Our theme music is by Meatsong and Yeeflex, and you can find out more about the Tarrant Institute for Innovative Education by visiting tarrantinstitute.org.